You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. What's up and welcome into the Fantasy Football Frenzy, the off-season edition. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, my man Tony Sincata. And for the next hour, we'll take you to Indianapolis, Indiana, where the NFL Scouting Combine has began. Tony, the affectionately dubbed Underway Olympics or Underway. Are you a fan of the Scouting Combine? Yes and no. I think it's done more disservice to a lot of early picks. Like there are guys that rise up um, the draft boards based on their times and such, and they don't become football players. Uh, last year, we all saw John Ross of the Cincinnati Bengals get drafted. You know, it's a ninth pick in the draft, and we were all like, "What? Well, what happened here?" And he, of course, he had a, a fast forty time there, uh, and they decided to uh, forget about the two knee injuries he had in college. And uh, he's about five nine. Yeah, they didn't look past that. It's funny you mentioned John Ross. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on in the program today as he is one of the people that uh, is on the list for us to discuss. Also speaking of last year's combine, Dalvin Cook didn't have the best combine. He drops into the second round tone, and that if he didn't get hurt, he might have led the NFL in rushing. It's going to be uh, really interesting how that offense is. It seems like now uh, everybody's expecting Kirk Cousins to be the quarterback there. Uh, so do they go with those two wide receivers? Do they feature running game? Do they run a balanced offense? There's a lot of ways to go if they bring in a capable quarterback such as Kirk Cousins. You know, that's interesting. And we'll start right there with the Kirk Cousins uh, talk. I was looking at some of the combine coverage today, and my man Rap Sheet, he was saying that the Vikings don't have the most money to give him they're the most yep. ready to win right now. They're the best fit if he wants to win right now. And that the Vikings are generally not an organization that throws around a lot of money. I still think Cousins to the Jets is the move, is, is where Cousins ends up. See, I think Cousins is a cash out guy. I think Cousins is not, well, not going to leave a dime on the table. I don't blame him either way he does this, right? See, my guy in the morning, you listen to myself and Scotty Angle in the morning. Scotty thinks that like everybody tries to win. He doesn't realize that this is a business for a lot yeah. of guys, right? And when you work in a business or not, and you can say, oh, Tony, what's the difference between 25 million and 29 million? Well, what the difference is, is that everybody takes four. pride in their work. Everybody, four, yeah, four is the answer. But <laughs> yeah. Everybody takes pride in their work, and they look at the quarterback, you know, pay rates, and they say, you know what? Why am I 14th in the league? I'm better than him. I'm yeah. better than him. Why am I going to work less for him? So I think it's going to all depend on there. And here's what happened with Jacksonville that is the same thing that's going to happen with Minnesota. If Minnesota signs Kirk Cousins, they're going to lose a lot of guys the following year. Yeah, because he comes with that high price tag. Like, like we, we know yeah. that. Yeah, go ahead. That's the problem. That's why Kirk Cousins at $18 million, Jacksonville said, for three-year commitment, it, it, he only has a $10 million cap hit. Jalen Ramsey's a, a free agent the following year, and uh, one of their defensive linemen's a free agent the following year. And they said if we went out and got a quarterback like Cousins, we couldn't sign those two guys. We like our team the way it is now, and Minnesota should too because they they're good offensively, they're good on defense. So they're choosing to go the later way, it seems, but Jacksonville chose to keep the team intact. Denver Broncos to be in the mix. New York Jets probably the favorite right now for the services of one Mr. Kirk Cousins. But the Minnesota Vikings are a name that keeps popping up. Um, let's let's let now, Tony. One of the my one of the things I like about the combine, especially these first couple days, is you get coaches, you get general managers, you get president of football operation type guys up at the podium, and the media gets to answer them answer answer uh, ask them questions, and you kind of start to get a look and feel about how they think about certain players. Pushing next forward as we look for two thousand, look forward to the two thousand eighteen fantasy football season. So it's a little bit of pieces of news items that we can break down and discuss right now. I like the news. Uh, you know, sometimes this is the hard thing for fantasy owners, right? When you draft early, it's breaking down the BS because a writer has nothing else to talk about and trying to figure out what's real. Yeah, no doubt about it. So let's start. Hugh Jackson on the podium yesterday. We still start at the bottom, Tony. <laughs> your man, your man, Hugh Jackson, the, the, the luckiest man in the live. The dude only has the dude has won one football game in two years, and it's still a hot topic in in coaching circles. That guy, who's his agent? Yeah, uh, he got to be a Scardy Boris guy. I don't know. He's gonna have something going on here because this is an amazing thing. Now, uh, I'm telling you, I so I read this comment. And I'll let you. Uh, 
I'll let you throw it out there, but this is pretty funny to me. Which one are you talking about? The one about jumping in the river or the one about – because I'm, I'm about to talk about Josh Gordon. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, he uh, Maybe it's today he came out with another. Uh, Hugh Jackson does not want to start a rookie quarterback week one. Uh, what did he flip-flop after 16 weeks of last year? Oh, God. What is he doing, Tony? <laughs> you know who he wants to start. He wants to start A.J. McCarron. That's who he wants to start. Obviously, he can't mention that at the podium because that's like that's still within the tampering rules. But I think, I, I think the A.J. McCarron, the Cleveland Browns thing, is eventually what's going to happen. Well, it also opens the, sh- the the door to Deshaun Kaiser, right? So he's he's if he gets stuck, he's going to go back there too. Uh, it opens up the door there. But he says, "Can you imagine picking a, a quarterback with the first pick in the draft and not starting him?" No, you can't do that. That those days are over. You cannot develop yeah. a quarterback. A quarterback that's drafted in the first round is, I think, is a quarterback that needs to play in that first year. Especially if you're coming in that top ten, you more than likely going to start playing before week four. I can see those quarterbacks getting in. That's it's too much it, on the franchise. It's too much money invested for that player to sit on the bench. But he did say this that they wanted Josh Gordon to be a Cleveland Brown for a long time. We'll see where that goes. Obviously, Josh has to do his part, and we hope he will. And I'm sure he will. But the Cleveland Browns seem to be committed to Josh Gordon. Obviously, if Deshaun Kaiser is the quarterback, it is what it is. But, Tony, when we saw Josh Gordon come on the football field in three years, he got the lean out of the system, the marijuana, all the drugs he was on, the pills, everything out of his system. He comes back clean. And you know what, Tony? He looked like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I watched the first game that he played, and I uh – I was shocked because he, this is the NFL. You shouldn't be able to step on the field after being off for a couple of years and look like the best player on the field. And he did. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. It tells you how much talent that is in that body of his. Now, the whole thing is, and, and this is a sad situation, is that we, I know a lot of people that have abused drugs in their lives and, uh, and had those situations. And I got to tell you the truth is that more people go back than stay clean. So Josh Gordon's got challenges ahead of him. It's not like it's never been done before, and it has been. It's just not the norm. Now, here's the thing about it. So when it comes to drafting Josh Gordon for fantasy, you always have to be worried about a looming suspension for a substance abuse, a failed substance abuse test. That's something that comes to mind immediately. But let's just say, for argument's sake, Tony, that the kid stays clean and we're going to put A.J. McCarron as the quarterback in Cleveland. I want to see where you think Josh Gordon should go in the wide receiver rankings. I want to try this exercise right here. Are you ready? You're ready to go. So you obviously, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, ahead of Josh Gordon, right? Correct. Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, ahead of Josh Gordon. Correct. AJ Green, Mike Evans. Um, yeah, correct. I'll tell you what. I, I give. I gave a little thought on Mike Evans. Me too. Because Mike Evans is one. Of, he's a lot like Des Bryant to me. He's a bigger wide receiver. His physical body is what makes him great. And he, there's not a lot of separation, and there never has been. And then he got subpar quarterback play. Um, I think he actually has overachieved the last couple of years, and it's, it's no knock on him. He's getting the most out of his ability. That if Josh Gordon gets quarterback and throwing the ball, Josh Gordon is the far superior talent. So you say, you so you're really so right now. I'm going to stay with Evans. Okay, you're going to stay with Evans. But, the next person I actually was, but I could I could flip flop by the time we get there. I agree with you 100. percent Keenan Allen, Josh Gordon. I'm going Keenan Allen. The volume is insane when he's out. Philip Rivers just peppers him. Yeah, he does. I read about that. Devontae Adams, Josh Gordon. Uh, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers over A.J. McCarron, Deshaun <laughs> Kaiser, uh, whoever else they got running around. So I'm going to go Devontae Adams. Brandon Cooks or Josh Gordon? I'll go Josh Gordon. Yeah. that, will, that Right now, that would make Josh Gordon wide receiver 10. Yeah. Now, I think Brandon Cooks is going to be the same thing. I think Brandon Cooks is by far the best talent at wide receiver, even with Julian Edelman back next season. 
but he's just a go deep guy, and the Patriots have just too many weapons. If Rob Gronkowski, if Rob Gronkowski doesn't come back, that's going to help Brandon Cooks out. Uh, but if he does, I, I think we're going to see the same season from Brandon Cooks, I, which isn't a bad season. Our expectations no. were just too high. I think our expectations were too high. I had him coming in as a wide receiver one. I think you want him more as a wide receiver two on a fantasy team. Um, Tyreek Hill and the Tyreek Hill and the in the in the second year quarterback Pat Mahomes or Josh Gordon. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I'm going to lean on this uh, Tyree Kill, and he's going to make some big plays, whether Josh Freeman does plays good or not. And I think uh, I'll go with Tyree Kill. I'll tell you what, I was dead wrong on Tyree Kill. I thought he was overdrafted last year. Yeah. Um, he showed some talent. Alex Smith, uh, you know, maybe arguably had his best season, but I think a lot of that might have been due to the play of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. I agree with you on that one. That quarter, that young quarterback, Pat Mahomes, I still that's a very close one right there. Would you go Doug Baldwin or Josh Gordon? Oh, I'm going to go Josh Gordon. Um, Doug Baldwin's another guy that's got the most out of his ability. Now he's 29 years old. He's not really fast. He's not really big. He's just a good football player, and there's nothing wrong with that. Josh Gordon's an elite football player. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Josh Gordon is elite level. Finally, Tony, a healthy Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton or Josh Gordon? See, this is all going to depend on where we're drafting. If I'm 100% convinced that Andrew Luck is is healthy, I'm going uh, T.Y. Hilton. I would agree with you. I would go T.Y. Hilton. Matter of fact, I would go T.Y. Hilton probably a little bit higher than guys like A.J. Green and Mike Evans if I got a good inkling that Andrew Luck's shoulder is completely healthy. Speaking of Andrew Luck and that said shoulder, uh, Andrew Luck is supposed to be working well back to shape, and they're saying that he's going to be ready and in camp throwing the ball by the time they get to organize team activities in, in late May. So it's going to be interesting to see if they hold their word this time. We heard similar things last year like this, but it does <laughs> yeah. seem like we're pushing in the right direction with Andrew Luck finally. You know, I, I've been thinking a lot about Andrew Luck, right? And really? what our expectations, what, what, yeah, what our expectations are going to be if he comes back. Because the bottom line is here. This is a kid that has all the talent in the world, but statistically, he's only had one 40-touchdown season. 2014, he put together 40 touchdowns, right? And then he had seven uh, games he played in 2015. 2016, he played 15 games, and then he played didn't play anything in uh, 2017. That was four years ago he put up four, 40 touchdowns. What are our reasonable expectations here? I still think he's at the totally, I, I, I think he's a generational talent. I think if I was to start a franchise, I would start a franchise. And I know he's healthy. I would start a franchise with him. I'm a huge Andrew Luck guy. I think he's the best. I think he's. I think he could be the best quarterback in the NFL. But when you look at his skill set and his age, there's nothing around him in Indianapolis. The offensive line is still poor. Um, I don't think they're going to address it with a third pick in the draft. And what what do you think? Like he had a forty touchdown season at thirty one in two thousand sixteen. If you were going to pencil in numbers from him and do a projection, I, I would think you're going to go thirty four or thirty five. I would go. I would go in that thirty. Yeah, probably that thirty five to thirty eight range. Over probably about forty four to forty five hundred yards passing. Do you still think that we're going to get sixty plus rushes from him? The 60-plus rushes are, is intriguing now. He does – that is a skill set of his. As a matter of fact, the day they were showing yeah. him running at the combine, he was – he was – people – he kind of – I don't want to say he jumped off the screen, but this is a quarterback that running the 40, and you're like, this is a very impressive. I don't, I don't know if he gets 60 rushing attempts, Tony, but I think he can score you five to six rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's the whole thing is that it get lucky even though he's at the 34-35 range. You get 60 rushes. You get anywhere from three to five touchdowns from him on the ground uh, besides those touchdown passes. So he gets right around that 40 mark, and he goes over it with a little bonus shot if he still runs the ball. You know what? I think he's such a great athlete that whether they want him to run or not, he's going to end up running. A lot like Cam Newton. I, I agree. I think he's the same way. And in that, and that's, and that, and, and that acumen with his ability to run the football, uh, scramble out the pocket. Andrew Luck. It's a part of his game. People look like those is broken plays. That's not really a broken play. Those are a, a part of his game. So yeah, I would take T.Y. Hilton with a healthy Andrew Luck over Josh Gordon. I think Josh Gordon, as he always is, is one of the more polarizing uh, players that we talk about in fantasy football. Now, when you look at um, continuing to move along, um, guys at the podium. Antonio Gates is uh, ready to play again. Antonio Gates wants to return for another season. Antonio Gates wants to return to the San Diego Chargers. 
And all of a sudden, Tony, I understand the Eagle Chargers are not really saying, hey, we're looking forward to having Antonio Gates back. Now they're saying, oh, this is a tricky situation. We're going to meet with him after the combine, Tony. And the reason why it's a tricky situation is because I think they're ready to get Hunter Henry rocking and rolling. I think they're ready to get Hunter Henry. They probably have their eye on another backup tight end. He's 38 years of age in June. I, I think that, you know what, San Diego's been one of the franchises throughout the last 20 years uh, that have been run very poorly, but I think there are people there that don't want to see Antonio Gates in another uniform, and so this is going to be an interesting situation because they don't have to pay him. They'll get him for whatever the league minimum is, but they still might not want him. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it'll do, I'm thinking he'll say, listen, okay, I'll take the league, league minimum that he wants to be around, but I think they're probably like... Yeah. We're not even offering the league minimum. I think they want to push him out, and I think they want Henry to come in. There. And if Henry comes in and gets that job, Tony, he's going to be in the he's going to be in the top five to seven tight end discussion for fantasy in 2018. If Henry gets that job and stays healthy for 16 games, we're probably looking at 70 catches for him there. And one thing is, is the tight end, whether it's Henry or Gates, has always been an option for Phillip Rivers down at the goal line. Uh, they run it in or they throw the tight end, and they've been doing it for a while. So I don't, he's going to be outside the top four, five tight ends, and then he's going to be like the next uh, tear. After that elite tear, he'll be in the next tear. All right, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson and Tony Cicada. We come back on the other side. want to discuss a couple of players that underperformed in 2017. Let you know what their coaches had to say or not say at the podium. It's Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Fantasy football frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Tony, I always get a kick out of when the uh, the rookies, the prospects, go up to the podium, have their little interview sessions. So I'm reading where uh, Sony Michelle, dynamic running back from the University of Georgia, should be one of the top running backs to go off the board. He's definitely going to be a guy that we're going to be drafting in the fantasy league in 2018. He said uh, in the interview process that he wants to show the teams that he's professional and he wants to let them know that he's passionate about pass blocking. <laughs> Offensive linemen uh. are not passionate about pass blocking, so I damn sure know a running a 5'8 running back is not passionate about pass blocking. But you got to say the right I'm, thing, Tone. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure, right, that he probably read some press clippings. That wasn't his thing. And uh, he's been, uh, you know, working on it, so he want to let everybody know. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's amazing to think about because we give it a lot of times, give these guys a hard time. But imagine if people were putting a microphone in front of us at 21 years old. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's no crazy. It, it's crazy. It, it really is. So these are, these are you know, the, the on-the-field activities and the drills and stuff like that, very important. But also, in my opinion, of more importance, Tony, when you sit down with these executives and these coaches and these general managers for these teams, you really have to show and, and shine then. So I think that's also uh, something that's very interesting. And you got to kind of nail that part of the process, too. That's where Dalvin Cook also struggled at last year. Yeah, I'm interested in Dalvin Cook because I think as we keep having these shows and fantasy football uh, is absolutely uh, people love and they're intense about. And you hear all this Dalvin Cook talk. I'm not going to be shocked when he makes it uh, in deeper leagues to the end of the first round. And 
it won't be me picking them, and it's not because of that situation. I just think we have a small sample size, and I'm real interested to see how that play. But I think he's going to move up to, towards the first round. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see that. I mean, I think he has that kind of talent. I worry about what Dr. A has told us from my man, from our guy from Inside Injuries, that it could be a micro fracture in that knee also. I think that's going to be something that we want to monitor on. Mike Zimmer was at the podium today, and he was asked about um, – Said uh, uh, Dalvin Cook. He said Dalvin Cook is on track to be ready to go for the off for the uh, for the uh, OTAs. So it looks like looks like we're going to see a healthy Dalvin Cook to start training camp. So that's what they're projecting right now. Mike Zimmer also talked about uh, Laquan Treadwell not really being up to par, Tony. And I think I t- I was drafting Treadwell late round flyer this year. We heard reports that he was progressing. I know a lot of these gentlemen, a lot of these players, especially wide receivers, they don't pop right away. I don't think Treadwell's fit for the NFL, Tone. It's been a while now. He's he sort of, uh, it goes in the situation as uh, Oakland uh, wide receiver, Jesus. Um, when we had a situation there where it, he was in Minnesota, right? And then all of a Cordero sudden. Cordero Patterson. Uh, yeah, Cordero Patterson. We expected everybody was drafting this kid. Everybody loved this kid. And then what happens? He didn't get it. But Cordero Patterson actually looks like he kind of gets it now. Um, but he's just not in the right situation to get an opportunity. Another thing that uh, Coach Zimmer said while he was at the podium is that he has to make the right decision with these quarterbacks. If not, he's going to get fired. At least he's honest. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of pressure. I think Mike Zimmer's bought himself maybe a year or two. But I don't know. Mike Zimmer's a kind of a weird dude. He's got to wear those glasses now because he had an eye injury. And um, and I think that we can't see in his eyes. And we never know if he's lying to us. Also at the podium today was uh, Pete Carroll, one of your favorites, Tony. Uh, oh, Pete. <laughs> asked, about the repla- asked about the replacements on the coaching staff. He says when things don't right, sometimes we got to get better and changes have to be made. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you didn't notice you didn't change yourself. I know. That's the whole crazy thing, right? How would you like to work with that guy? How would you like to work with that guy? Is that as soon as the ship goes down, everybody jumps except him. <laughs> Pete Cow is one of the more interesting guys. And, of course, we like to give our buddy Scott Engle a hard time because of that. Now, what we did learn, the most interesting thing that Pete Carroll did say at the podium today, Tony, is Richard Sherman had another uh, surgery on that Achilles. He said he had to go in there and get it cleaned up. Another surgery, and Sherman is currently back in a walking boot. They expect me ready to go for train for training camp, Tony. But listen, you cannot turn, you cannot, you cannot take lightly two surgeries on that Achilles in one off season. Nope, and especially when you're talking about a cornerback, right? A cornerback in the National Football League f- facing each and every week the top athletes. And we started to see Sherman uh, slip a little in play last year. We're looking at a guy 29 years of age, and he'll be 30 in March 30th. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's going to get ugly real fast for him. I I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks may, have, may once again be looking to entertain talking about moving Rich, Richard Sherman. Those conversations could be could be have, being had right now. But then again, the player is not healthy. Uh, Tony, I think in, I think the Seahawks draft a cornerback in the first round. It wouldn't shock me, and he'll uh, he'll lose his mind. So I love that. <laughs> uh, here's the thing: he gets a ten million dollars signing bonus bonus uh, each year. He's due uh, five million dollars. Yeah, in 2017, he got that. This year, his contract is $11 million, and then he's a free agent uh, there. So $5 million bonus plus $11 million this season for Richard Sherman. Yeah. I think Florida State cornerback Duran James would be a good fit with the Legion of Boom. I, th- I really do think that they're going to take a cornerback. It may not be that young man, but I think helping the defensive backfield is something that the Seattle Seahawks are going to have to look into because they play in the division with Jimmy Jesus. So you know if Garoppolo is back there flinging it, Tony, you know what I'm saying? you got to have the best corners back. There. You know what's crazy what's is up? that that they all you already saw a team in that division go and acquire a cornerback yep. with the Rams uh, Rams going to get Marcus Peters. Yeah, I had that discussion with uh, Blewett in a group last week. There's a big uh, divide in the National Football League with more and more analytics being involved in how good Marcus Peters actually is. Mm-hmm. And I told them it wasn't out yet, and I said there's no way that they're getting a first-round pick for Marcus Peters. And they're like, oh, why would you try him? It's not a first-round pick. And he had a cheap – his salary is only $1.9 million. 
Uh, but what people don't realize that balls thrown at Marcus Peters completed 60% of the passes the last two seasons. Interesting to see that information right there. So Marcus Peters now a member of the Los Angeles Rams. Going to see how he's a fit on that team. I think, listen, when they, I always feel as if Andy Reid, when he's making a trade, he's the smartest guy in the room. I, I, Andy Reid, when, when he's trading somebody, he knows that player's pop. So I think Andy Reid might be on something with that one right there. Tony, it's another a player that I find out that we're talking a lot about in the in the in the in the in the pre in the, excuse me in the off season is Tariq Cohen. And today, at the podium, his new head coach, Nagy, out there in Chicago, um, was comparing him to Tyreek Hill and how Tariq Cohen can be used in a number of different ways on the football field. I think a lot of people are going to have Tariq Cohen as a breakout fantasy candidate in 2018, but you heard us talking about him first, though. Well, if Nagy keeps talking like that, yeah, he's going to go up to board. And it's funny because they're very similar skill sets, right? Yep. When you think about Tyree Cohen, and, and that's actually – if they use him like that, it's going to be crazy. I just think we've looked at this offense. I'm not in love with the quarterback. I'm not – of course, nobody's in love with the wide receivers. And they have two skilled running backs. They've got to design the offense and get in the ball in both these guys' hands. Yeah, I think, I think, play, I think a player like Calvin Ridley – also, a guy like James Washington, Cortland Sutton, the Chicago Bears have the ninth pick in the draft. I think they say absolute must that they try to get them a franchise wide receiver with that ninth pick. Calvin Ridley projects to be that kind of player, so it's going to be interesting to see if the Chicago Bears pull the trigger on that player, Calvin Ridley. Um, speaking of the Rams... Tavon Austin is going to be released this offseason, Tony. We figured that was coming. Talking about a talking about a draft day bust. Tavon Austin is one of the all-time draft day busts, and he's got plenty of money to show for it, too. I don't know how this guy got that got drafted so early, Tony, got that big contract, and he's been a humongous disappointment. But our guy from the BFFs, Eric Young, did think he was going to catch 100 passes this year. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. This is a kid that only certain teams would be interested in because I don't think some teams value special teams as much as others do, and some teams try to use it to get an advantage. I mean, the New England Patriots throw Danny Amendola for the last five years down there, and he catches more fair catches than anyone in the <laughs> NFL. He doesn't even try to return it. He just puts his hand up every time. And so Tavon Austin, to me, is only a kick returner, and he's a guy that could come out once in a while. I could see him going to a team like Atlanta and getting an opportunity there to run back some kicks, and then every once in a while, less than five times a game, run pass routes. I don't think this guy's going to be an option for anyone. Interesting you say that. Uh, when you mentioned the Falcons, I saw today on, on T- T- Taylor Gabriel's Instagram, he gave a special shout-out and a thank you to Atlanta Falcons fans. I guess the Falcons told him that the Hill, they'll be moving on from him, will not be bringing him back in free agency. I feel like I would rather keep Gabriel than, than fool with Austin. Or would you disagree with, or you disagree with that? It, it, it depends on what they're looking at. So True. if they're looking at a fourth or fifth wide receiver, but Tavon Austin, you would think if he could be your Devin Hester, right? Yeah. He could just be a guy that returns kicks, and then every once in a while, you throw him out there. I mean, he's still one of the top kick returners in the league, even though he doesn't. he's never made it past that, and they pay him way too much to be a kick returner. What about his hometown team, the Baltimore Ravens? Do you think the Baltimore Ravens would be interested? Oh, he would suck there, too. I mean, he's a guy that can get down the field, right? Yeah, they'd be interested, but he... I don't. He's a guy that can get down the field, right? And Mike Wallace provided that. Joe Flacco doesn't throw the ball down the field. I think it would be a, a, not a match made in heaven. It would be the office. It would be a match made in hell. <laughs> well, you don't want to go in that direction, right there. Fantasy football friend, the FNTSY Radio. They need Jarvis Landry there. Yeah, that that would be interesting because he can. Jarvis Landry might catch 120 passes in Baltimore. Now he yeah. might, and he'll have he might end the season with 875 yards, but he yeah. could very well catch 120 passes. Imagine 120 passes and not get a thousand yards receiving. That would be insane, but that could be done. It could be done, especially with that offense with Joe Flacco and especially with Jarvis Landry. The Landry situation, even though his franchise tag is one to keep an eye on in the offseason to see how that plays out. I saw some interesting things on his Twitter feed today, so I don't think he's really happy with the Miami Dolphins. So I'll no, continue to not, monitor that. No. Mm-hmm. Not at all. He's I, I, not, but it's crazy there because everybody knows that the rules are you're not supposed to uh, – 
franchise guy with the intent, intent to, to trade, trade him. him. Yeah. And yet everybody knows that he doesn't want to play in Miami. Miami doesn't want to play there. So this is the most baffling thing in the world. Like Everybody knows the rules and no one cares. Interesting. I got a little bit of news on the Miami Dolphins coming up later on. That their coach, the miserable Adam Gates, was at the podium today. Speaking of um, <clears throat> uh, quarterbacks, the Jacksonville Jaguars are saying that Blake Bortles is much more than just a placeholder. Right, Tony? Yep. Yep. I'll tell you what, I've, I've, I've liked this guy. Now, I'm not going crazy. I think he's a, like a 15 to 20 quarterback in NFL, not fantasy. He's had probably he's been better than that in fantasy, but I think he's 15 to 20 uh, quarterback. He makes some bad plays. There's no doubt about yeah. it, right? But he, 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 he runs for We saw him win a game just running the ball one day. He always is hurt, and he plays every single game, no matter what. Yeah, he goes and out there and goes after finally, it. Yeah, and I think the team gets that and they love it. They do get frustrated when he's, you know, every once in a while throws up to 12 for 40 game. Um, but this is a team that uh, economically it made sense to keep him. And I, I, I tell people all the time if they didn't get Kirk Cousins and they grabbed another quarterback, people in Jacksonville would have been pissed off on how that played out. Now, Tony, let me ask you this, though. With the 28th, they had the 28th pick uh, in, in the draft. If Lamar yeah. Jackson is there, Tony, I think Jacksonville has I think to it's cons- 50 feet. 50-50? 50, 50, 50, yep. Yep, I do. I think it's 50-50 they take him. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if they take him, would you take him and throw him out there week four, week five, or do you take him and sit him behind Blake? No, I let them go in training camp, and then I would probably commit to the quarterback unless he played terrible uh, there. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to have him sit out one year. You know, and I, I gave Bortles a three-year deal. It's cap friendly in the first year, so I can run that out. And then the second year, I'll start the year with Bortles and then give Jackson the opportunity to take over and then eat the third year. There you go right there. Fantasy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Steve Wilkes, new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals at the podium at the NFL Combine, said it's absolutely a priority and a must. And they're going to do everything in their power, whether it be the draft, free agency, trade, to improve at the quarterback position. If I'm not mistaken, Tony, I believe they have <laughs> one of the, I think they have a top 20 pick in the draft. Do you think this could be a landing spot for Lamar Jackson? I don't think so. I haven't seen his name linked to them. So I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't. And it wouldn't shock me to see Lamar Jackson fall into the second round. Uh-huh. based on this and go to one of the teams like the Jets or the Cleveland Browns that we've been talking about that needs a quarterback or the Buffalo Bills in round two. He is the most, right now, I think Jackson and Barkley are the most talked about players that are in the combine this year. I think, and that's obviously you think, we already saw where Saquon Barkley put up 29, 225s, so that's very good for a running back. And I think, yeah. obviously, uh, Lamar Jackson's going to wow at the combine also. So those, these guys can start to jump up draft boards. Uh, well, Sa- Saquon Barkley can lift his mind. I was watching uh, him work out at Penn State, and it's crazy what this guy's lifting. Um, he can do everything an lineman can do, and it's it's insane to watch the situation. I got I I've said it for a couple of weeks now. I believe he's going to be the first pick in the draft. Uh, I think that Cleveland will pick a quarterback at number four. You know what's interesting, Tony? At the podium today, they asked him what's his f- f- first memories of football. And he said he, he he was watching a New York Jet game, and at, at that moment he decided that he wanted to play for the New York Jets. Can you imagine that? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, when you're a parent, you got to teach your kids, you know what, you can't be a cowboy and Indian anymore because we don't just go around shooting people. And it's the same thing. I think Mr. Barkley, Mrs. Barkley should uh, tell their kid that, you know, there's more to football than Jets. <laughs> yes, it's true. Don't worry about it, young man. Trust me, by the time you get grown, you're not going to want to play for the New York Jets. Uh, I kid, Jet fans. Tony, I told you we would talk about John Ross a little bit later on. Uh, their player, uh, the, the Bengals director of player personnel was at the podium today, and he said John Ross is going to be a big part of their offense moving forward. Uh, you know what? I I, uh, I you call BS candor. <laughs> uh, candor. I want to I want to see it before I believe it. And he and I'll tell you the truth. The, uh, the he better hope he is because he might be out of a job if he isn't. Uh, this is a crazy situation here. Uh, he had a shoulder injury that he hid from the team last year, and the team didn't know about it. And that put him on the IR. He has the knee injuries. He's a little man. Uh, he's 5'11", they list him, but I think he's like 5'9 or 5'10". He's 190, they list him. I think he's like 175. 
Yeah, you know, you know he's from Snoop Dogg's U Football League, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Those guys of, won a lot of games. Yeah, he's one. He's one of the original players on in uh, Coach Snoop's league. Check out that series on Netflix. It's real good. Come back on the other side. Got a veteran running back we need to discuss, and that is DeMarco Murray. What's his plan for 2018? You find out right here on the Fantasy Football Friends. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The exec and Tony Sincata. We're not going to be able to finish the show with Tony. He's going to drop off in a little bit. But I still I got need a to... Great, uh, go ahead. I got a great story I got to tell you. I love it. Here. It's, it's non-football. Texas Wesselin has fired baseball coach Mike Jeffcoat for sending an email to a high school prospect saying his team doesn't recruit players from Colorado because of failed drug test. Uh, Jeff Cote, a former Major League Baseball player, was fired for his remarks uh, to watch on, on this in a university. He says its athletic program does not discriminate on the basis of public policy of any state. We look at individual students and we care about those students. So basically he told them he couldn't recruit them because he's in Colorado and he might fail a drug test. That's crazy, Tony. But is that is that a fireable <laughs> is that a fire that is that is stupid to send that email, but that, is that a fireable offense? I think so. If okay. you're it, like if you're putting that in writing, right? Yeah, that is silly to want, put that in writing. And it tells you how much common sense you have. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there you go right there. Maybe that is more the fireball offense, the lack of common sense oh my from that God. head coach. That's crazy right there. So in the NBA, Tony, we have King James, LeBron James. Everybody yes. knows him. In the NFL, I think we're getting ready for the King Henry era. That is Tennessee Titan running back King Henry. I mean King Henry, Derrick Henry. <laughs> I was uh, his head coach, his new head coach, new offensive coordinator was glowing about him today and the big opportunity that he will have in 2018 when they were asked about DeMarco Murray. They said, oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Not a yes. good sign of your DeMarco Murray. Uh, I think it is a good sign because he wants to get the hell out of there, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got a spot for him. I got, I got, I got one, him. too. I got one, too. Uh, I think Seattle. Oh, I didn't. I got a better spot because I don't like the offensive line out there. I think everybody's fired up about Don to Foreman, but there's a chance he might not be ready, even though he says he is. I don't know if he's an every down back. He's a big back. They take bigger hits. Imagine him in the Houston Texans with those two wide receivers, quarterback that can play. He's in the Texans area. That's where he got to go. You are correct about that. That is a good. That's a good spot for him right there. It's going to be interesting to see because you got that quarterback. Obviously, De, uh, Demarco Murray. If he's healthy, he still has a guy that can catch you about fifty balls out the backfield. You know how he gets that work near the goal line too. So if he's healthy and he's in the right scheme and right system, I think Demarco Murray, even though at, even at thirty years old, could be a draft day steal. Now the other guy, Tony Derrick Henry, is not going to be a draft day steal. Don't you notice that Derrick Henry, since he's been in the NFL, this is the first year. In um, 2016, we were drafting him in like that eighth round range. Didn't really bring back and return that value. This year, we were drafting him in like the sixth, seventh round. Didn't really bring back and return that value. <laughs> in 2018, we're going to be drafting him in the second round. He's yeah, going yeah, up oh, in yeah. rounds every year, but he's not doing, he's not like returning value. We're drafting the potential of Derrick Henry. Yes, absolutely. And we get a lot of those guys in fantasy that we never, ever see the numbers. And I'm like, whoa, time out, I try to say here. But you know what? I like him, and I like this year that he started catching the ball a little too. But even Derrick Henry, the numbers that he had were under what we estimated, yet 
he had a lot, couple long plays, so the numbers would even be worse. Like he had a couple games that ended with seventy and eight, eighty yard yeah. touchdown runs. You know what, Tony? I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna go in. I don't know if I'm gonna go balls to the wall, but I, you know, all the way in, hundred percent ownership. But I think I do at least want to have him on. I think I do at least. I think I, you know, with leagues where you put a bag on Tony, I think I want to have him in at least about thirty percent of those leagues. I, th- I, th- I think he's getting ready to bust out. Wow, you're uh, you're feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I think LaFleur and that crew over there, you saw how innovative they got with that Los Angeles Rams uh, scheme this year. I think you get Mariota, that good old line in there. You get some weapons on the outside. They got the pieces in place, and I think LaFleur, that uh, that, um, you know, you know, that innovative-type play caller working with Malcolm Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry out there, I'm, 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 I'm excited about it, to be honest with you. I would do it in the second round. I think when we get to September, Tony, he might be, he might be on the one-two turn. He might be. If he busts a big run, if he busts a big run in the preseason, Tony, he might jump to the back of the first round. All right, Dalvin Cook is a guy that I think that can get there. I think that Demarco Murray is going to be um, right there with Devonta Freeman, a little after I think, Devonta yeah, Freeman. I, I, I think agree. Henry and I think Freeman. He'll be a solid, yeah, he'll be a solid second round pick unless we get to the folks that you know. All of a sudden, we start preaching. Uh, you got to take running backs. There's not enough uh, bell cow backs. You got to take them all, and all of a sudden we start seeing eight or nine go off in the first round. I think, and I think he would be in that mix also. I, right now, today, I would take Derrick Henry over Devontae Freeman. Really, I, I, I wouldn't go there yet. I just like that offense a lot better. Uh, in Atlanta, sometimes we see a struggle uh, with a first-year head coach, and especially when we have a, a defensive head coach, the coordinator is going to be running that offense. Uh, I, I would go with Freeman. I'd go with what I know. I know the upside's there, mm-hmm. but like you said, the numbers haven't been there. All right. Uh, another coach at the podium today was willing to comment on the, uh, all his players, except, of course, when uh, Jason Garrett, they asked him about Dak Prescott, spoke about Dak Prescott, they asked him about Ezekiel Elliott, he spoke well about Ezekiel Elliott, they asked him about Des Bryant, he said, we're going to have to see. So the the, the, yeah. the rumors are they when after the combine they're going to get back to Dallas and they're going to sit down with Des and his representation and I think they're going to ask Des Bryant to take a pay cut. And here's the thing, Tony, if I'm Des Bryant, I call their bluff because if you take a pay cut, you're building a team to make a Super Bowl run. You don't have no wide receiver on this team to make a Super Bowl run with. Uh, yeah, it's interesting though. He's gonna. Be, I think he's one of those players that they got to hang on till June. I believe if they keep on till June, then he gets a ten. They get a ten million dollar cap relief if they hit. They hit him there. I, I'll tell you, that's it. like you said. There's no wire. I think his plays downgraded. I don't think he's worth the money. But like with Blake Bortles, what comes in yeah. after him? What you like, gonna do? Where? Yeah. What you gonna do? You gonna run Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley out there and re-sign Bryce Butler? Yeah, I mean, unless they can somehow sign Javis Landry and then let him go, uh, that could be a a lot of money for a slot receiver, Tone. I know. And do they play him in the slot? Yeah. You know, he might end up playing a different position, which might not get the same Javis Landry, which we've seen in the past. So it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. But Des Bryant, it looks like that June 1st date, Tony, is going to be big for Des Bryant. He's going to be back. They'll they'll come to some agreement there. I think they they like Des. He and, wants to uh, be there. Yeah, he wants to be there. They'll figure something out. I think they figure something out also. But I find it interesting. Jerry will. Jerry let him use his car a couple times. <laughs> Mike, uh, the Bleacher Report reporter Mike Freeman wrote an interesting piece on Des Bryant, and he was saying he would be he would be wary of people doubting Des Bryant because Des Bryant could come back and put up a real big year. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um. Adam Gase said today, Tony, that he would like to draft a quarterback every year so he can ruin the quarterback <laughs> every year. <laughs> yeah, and then, he, and then he reiterated that Ryan Tannehill's a starting quarterback. Yeah. It's not, uh, um, based on based on what he has there, uh, that's not you know any big proclamation. Yeah, Adam Gase is he on a short leash? You think? I think he, I think I think he is, and I think he knows that. I think I think I think they draft a quarterback in the first round, Tom. Really? Mm-hmm. Who would they draft then? Because if if we see three or four quarterbacks go off in the first ten picks, who are they going to trade up or are they going to just take? If they don't, one for the heck of it. I mean, it, I mean, I don't, I don't. We haven't really got these players on the field yet, and 
and uh, start to see how the board is shaking out. This guy, Mason Rudolph, is a player that a lot of people are talking about, and he's a guy that can start to jump. Uh, obviously, you got Allen and Darno and the quarterbacks I really don't like. I think Baker Mayfield is probably going to go in the top five because a lot of people are talking up Baker Mayfield. So I don't think Baker yeah, Mayfield yeah. will be there for the Dolphins. You have to trade up to get Baker Mayfield. He's got the Jets all over him, man. <laughs> Baker Mayfield? <laughs> yeah. You did, uh, I hey, he's gonna the, come up. Yeah. He could come out. He's going to make some crazy comments, and uh, he'll be washed out in about three seasons playing for the Jets. Yikes. And then Baker Mayfield will go back to the scrap heat. He'll be the XFL. By that time, the XFL will be up and running, and uh, Baker Mayfield will go on to have a great career in the XFL. I'll be honest. I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's the best quarterback in this draft class. Do you think he's the best quarterback out of the uh, top four that could be considered, or do you think because – those guys, none of those guys impressed me, and I feel like he's the safest option. I think I think him and Jack, him and Jackson are the only two that I'm in on, and I think the the, the Rudolph kid is a, it maybe is a day two or day three quarterback. A lot of people like his game a lot too. It's going to be interesting to see if he jumps up because when people see him on tape and get to know more about Mason Rudolph, I think he's going to really impress. That's it's this uh, draft situation and the quarterback teams. Like Arizona has been very, very quiet. I'm very interested to see if they go and they grab a quarterback in the draft, or if they go the Case Keenum uh, route with that situation. Maybe they get the leftovers. Also, speaking of this, um, um, those Minnesota Vikings quarterback, uh, well, I, don't, I don't think it was Zimmer. I think it was the general manager Spielman said that uh, that Sam Bradford's knee is degenerative. Yeah, he Sam couldn't have been too happy about that. If you're a free agent, you're no longer under contract to that team. I don't believe that should have been said. Well, he's trying to get a contract. I agree with that. Uh, I don't think that was a good look for him right there because, like you said, the guy's trying to get a contract. But anybody that brings him in, that doctor's going to look at that knee and be like, "This knee is no yeah. good." Yeah, true. Yeah. So he can't really hide true. it. But, I mean, Jesus. Uh, we have HIPAA laws in the United States, right? I thought you weren't supposed to talk about those things. You know, I always find that interesting, Tony. How does Why do the HIPAA laws not apply to athletes, it seem like? I think they have because I think the uh, injury reports have become more vague uh, over the last few years as opposed to what they were. And I think they're purposely vague a lot of times. Um, so that's why when you have this guy come out and say he has a degenerative knee issue uh, there. And I guess that a lot of times people wait for the player to comment on it before they uh, you know, put specifics out there in the situation. Tony, the first coach to go to the podium at this year's NFL Combine was Hugh Jackson. Coming right after Hugh Jackson was John Gruden. And obviously you know John Gruden wanted to put on the show. What I did find interesting is that he said Amari Cooper is going to be a headliner in this offense he's got to say that John's got to go and uh, make his man uh, Amari Cooper make a break season and I, I agree I think the offense will be better and I think Amari Cooper uh, is a guy that I like but I think everybody else will too I think people will jump on him uh, in this situation there with Amari Cooper hasn't brought hasn't returned his draft value yet but I do think that uh, this is going to be a year where once again you're going to find him living. I don't think he gets up to the second, but I do think you find him living in that third round this year. So the Amari Cooper hype train will get rolling once again. Uh, final story I got down here from some of the things I've seen today, Tony, is that guess what? Uh, the NFL is going to look at changing the rules for coaching hires. Meaning that if you're going after a player or going after a coach that's coaching a playoff team, you will be able to announce that hire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that doesn't help. That's way – doesn't that benefit the new team as opposed to the team that he's coaching with? Yeah, it, it, de- it definitely does. But I, I think – do you think this is an overreaction to the Josh McDaniel situation? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, basically, they want to be able to sign him and announce it and everything else, and he still wouldn't have went there. <laughs> he's the, he's the uh, craft still would have brought him back to him? He would have done a Bill Belichick. He would have said, uh, here's my note. I'm uh, I'm not coaching your team. Slotted right there uh, on that luck. piece of paper. Tone, you got to get ready to uh, head on over for Red Heat and Rage, right? Rage, yeah. All right. Tony Sincata. Thank you, Tony. It was it's brilliant. I'm quite sure we'll do it again. 
Oh, yes. We, we love it, and we're talking football all year round. What could be better than this? Don't know that about it, and don't forget, we'll be live on Sunday afternoon at noon, so we'll definitely have more stuff from this combine that's taking place right now in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Maybe so- some Wonderlick scores. Oh, so you know you know some are going to get leaked, and you know it's not going to be... <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be the good ones that get leaked, Tony. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Take care. All right, that's my man, Tony Sincata. You can always catch up with me on the Fantasy Football Frenzy as well as a myriad of other programs right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, uh, Tony Sincata. <clears throat> so, went through a hour worth of NFL programming, some of the stuff that took place. Once again, to recap, the uh, Cleveland Browns are are excited about uh, Josh Gordon. They wanted to be a Cleveland Brown for a long time. Those of you that's looking to draft Hunter Henry this year, you might get uh, throw a little water on him. It looks like Antonio Gates wants to come back, but I don't think the Chargers want Antonio Gates back. That's going to be something to monitor in the offseason. Tariq Cohen is going to be overrated, but I do think he has some breakout potential. Depends on where he's going in drafts, but I do think Tariq Cohen is going to be a player that's going to get talked up, especially with his new offense, his new head coach, comparing him to one Mr. Tariq Hill. Trayvon Austin's going to be released. He's not going to catch 120 passes like our, like BFF Eric Young predicted. Uh, Blake Bortles, more than a placeholder. I would not be surprised if the Jacksonville Jaguars, if, he, if, if Lamar Jackson is sitting there at 28, I do think that this situation where he can be drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, that will set up a competition between him and Blake Bortles. Oh, also, Joe Mixon, the Bengals are... Uh, the uh, director of player personnel said that Joe Mixon is going to be their bell cow running back with Gio Bernard being mixed in as the third down back. So Joe Mixon truth is out there. You have another season of that. Um, I'm not ta- I, if I get if I, I'm not going to go all in on Joe Mixon. Will not be overexposed to him in 2018. I can tell you that much. They also said John Ross is, John Ross is going to be a big part of their offense. I would doubt that seriously. I think Tyler Boyd can get involved before John Ross. Derrick Henry. Looking like he's going to be a guy that's going to go in the second round, could push up to the turn. He's going to get a full workload, get a chance to be a bell cow running back at Tennessee. Tony likes DeMarco Murray in Houston. I think Deontay Foreman and Lamar Miller, they figure that thing out between those two guys. He and reports that Foreman will be ready for OTAs and training camp. I think DeMarco Murray is fit for the Seattle Seahawks. And what they want to do, veteran team, I think they bring in the veteran Murray as their um, – because they don't have no running backs. They got to they, they gotta get rid of that fat-ass Eddie Lacy. They knew that was a bad idea. And uh, not to mention the Des Bryant situation in Dallas. That'll be playing out over the course of the summer. And then um, Adam Gase, the Miami Dolphins' uh, miserable head coach, said he would like to draft a quarterback every year. But you're a quarterback guru. You're supposed to fix the one you got. You brought your homeboy Jay Cutler in there, and that didn't work. Now you can't guru up Ryan Tannehill, but that's not your fault because nobody was able to do that. Jesus probably couldn't fix Ryan Tannehill. But if you want to go out and draft a quarterback this year, you go ahead and get it rocking because that is what you're supposed to do, quarterback guru, and um, you'll have an opportunity to do so because uh, the Miami Dolphins, I think, are the team that's going to draft a quarterback in round number one. And finally, to end it off, Amari Cooper, his new head coach, John Gruden, said he's going to be a headliner. That means fantasy owners like myself will be buying right back in. I do want to suppress price this year. Thank you for rocking with us. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.